Hi, everybody. We're just waiting to connect to Facebook. If you're watching, if you could go ahead and turn your cameras on, that would be fantastic. Oh, weird things happening again. So I can see your beautiful faces, see who I'm talking to. That'd be great. So, hi, Erin, how are you? Hi. Okay, Monica, good to see you again. Hi, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Did you guys have a chance to check out our panel from yesterday? Did you see the gals on yesterday? They were so great. If you don't know what I'm talking about, couldn't make it. The replay's on the All Access page. It's also in the Facebook group. They killed it. There were tears. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Be warned. Um, okay. I think, Suzanne, are we good in the Facebook group? If you're in the Facebook group watching, can you say hi? Let me know you're watching so I know we're good here. Um, welcome to our third and our final. Uh, segment of this three-part workshop series where you've been learning and really slaying this three core ingredients that every stepmom needs to peacefully and confidently blend a step family. Uh, I'm your host, Brittany Lynch. I'm really grateful. I'm really excited to see you all here on the last day. Most people drop off by the last day. So if you're still here, I'm proud of you. I see you. I acknowledge you. <laughs> Uh, if you're joining us live, go ahead and say hi. If you're on Zoom, please turn your cameras on so I can see you. So I'm not just talking to a bunch of boxes. Uh, if you're on Facebook saying, uh, watching live, say hello. Let me know where you're tuning in from. If you're catching the replay on Facebook, also let me know that. Um, and yeah, I really, before we get started, I do want to take a minute uh, to tell you, like, I am genuinely very proud of you. Um, there have been some really great breakthroughs in the group that I've been really excited to see. And I want to ask you, you know, if even one time this week, even one time this week, did you catch yourself going down a rabbit hole with your thoughts? I'm like, Oh, hold on a second. Right. We're going down the rabbit hole. Um, even one second earlier, did you catch yourself going down the rabbit hole in your thoughts? Did you even one second earlier acknowledge like, Oh, okay. I'm not practicing mindfulness in this moment. Is that awareness starting to, uh, happen for you? Are you starting to become more, more aware type of one in the chat for me? If you have noticed yourself catching those thoughts a little bit sooner, if you started recognizing, Oh, I'm caught in the past. Oh, I'm trying to predict the future. Oh, I'm judging other people. One, one. Awesome. If you have even one single time this week caught yourself, you know, having something judgmental, a thought that was judgmental saying, this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. This is fair. This is unfair. And you've caught yourself in awareness of being like, oh, hold on. I'm judging. Right. So if you've even one time caught yourself judging that you wouldn't have before you started this workshop series, put a two in the chat for me so that I can see that. Another thing I want to ask if you've even one time this week spent I mean, if you have even one minute spent time reflecting on the places of your life that you might have some limiting beliefs that are holding you back, and you've been attempting to become a little bit more aware of those limiting beliefs, 
put a three in the chat for me. If you're noticing those limiting beliefs have started creeping up with, oh, wait a second, this is a limiting belief thought. If you've noticed that, three in the chat for me. Yeah, cool, threes, awesome. So this is amazing. This is growth. Okay. This is people think, okay, I've done this workshop series. Now I'm going to be, I'm set. I'm good to go. I know how to do everything now. Like I'm rocking and rolling. And yes, there is a lot of growth, but then something happens that like wiggles the train a little bit and you kind of fall off the tracks and you're like, okay, I actually learned nothing. (laughs) That's not the way that this process goes. It's small baby steps, small incremental steps, small catching ourselves in judgment, you know, noticing when we have these limiting beliefs. So the fact that you are able to acknowledge, yes, I'm having judgmental thoughts. Yes, I'm getting trapped thinking about the future. Um, Yes, I'm having limiting beliefs. This is all growth. Every single one of you who has acknowledged a one, two or a three or all of the above, you have all grown substantially since the beginning of this workshop series. Teeny, teeny, tiny steps add up to like miles and miles. It sounds so cliche, right? It's like the journey, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but it's, it's so, it's so true. Um, One of the things I say all the time, all the time is what's the best way to eat an elephant one bite at a time. So we are trying to figure out how to eat this elephant of blending our step families trying to figure out, you know, like, how are we going to do this? And all these little teeny tiny steps eventually are going to lead you to a place where you look back and you're like, holy crap, look how far I've come. So please don't focus on what you haven't done. Don't focus on where you're not yet. Don't focus on all the stuff that hasn't fixed itself overnight instantly. I want you to celebrate the growth that you have made. Like seriously, if you are a person who is watching this right now, if you are a person who is listening to this right now, then you are in the very small minority of people who actually kept their word to themselves and showed up for this event. Like they said they were going to when they registered, there were over well over a thousand women who registered for this event. And as you can see, there are not a thousand people here. Okay. So acknowledge yourself, clap for yourself, celebrate yourself. It's only hopeless if you give up. That's the only time that it becomes hopeless. Um, Yeah. So I'm proud of you. I hope that you're proud of you. Don't give up. Keep going. You got this. So over the course of the past two workshops, oh, Monica, embracing myself when something goes off the tracks at the other house, but trying to focus on the here now. And that's all we can do, right? When that's, if, if, and when that happens, then we can deal with that then. Right. So over the course of the last two workshops, you've gotten familiar with what is mindfulness? Why is it critical for your sanity as a stepmom? And how can you start to become more aware of your limiting beliefs and begin to recognize when your limiting beliefs are preventing you from making positive changes? Because every positive change is going to start with awareness. And you're not the same person. You've all just acknowledged you're not the same person as you were when you registered for this challenge sometime within the last two weeks. You're more aware, period. You're more mindful, period. You're less judgmental, period. You're less likely to have your limiting beliefs talking you out of a good thing, period. And when you continue to make these teeny tiny incremental steps in the direction of growth, then you have no choice than to keep growing and healing 
right? So if you haven't gone through workshops one or two yet, it's really, really important that you do do that at some point. If you haven't done it and you're here, please stay, but please do go through workshops one and two. There's a lot of good stuff in there that is going to, um, help tie all of this up together, wrap this all up with a bow. Okay. Um, there's some self-reflections in there that really can't, can't be skipped. If you have, if you do need to watch the replays, there are subtitled replays as well as audio only replays on the all access page. Um, that's linked everywhere in your emails. So that's where you can find it if you need to watch it again. Also, I would recommend, even if you have watched them already, watch this whole thing again, front to back before it goes away. Okay. Cause this is at the end of the month, this workshop series goes away. So make sure you watch it again before it disappears. Okay. So what are we learning here today? Um, today's workshop is going to be all about the how, okay. How can you, as the beautiful, selfless, well-meaning stepmother that you are, create peace of mind and joy and freedom in your role as a stepmom and beyond for the members of your step family, but most importantly for yourself. So I want to ask you, you know, what is one thing that you now believe is possible for you since going through the first two workshops? You can type it in the chat. One, it could be something tiny. It can be something big. It could be something medium. What's one thing that you didn't think was possible two weeks ago that now you think is possible? Okay. One thing you've opened yourself up to believe, yes, the possibility actually does exist. Don't be shy, you know, announce it. Speak confidently into it. <clears throat> You're all here because Probably most of you are here because you wanted to learn suspending judgment. Yes, Monica. Great. You didn't think it was possible two weeks ago to suspend your judgment. Is that what you're saying? No. Perfect. This is a big possibility. Um, a lot of you are probably here because you want to learn how to overcome jealousy, overcome anger, let go of your resentment, maybe let go of the shame you have about some of the feelings you have about people in your step family, peacefully blend your step family without pretending to be somebody you're not right? Like to stop feeling like you're struggling, stop feeling like you're isolated or an outcast to feeling like you're confident and supported and blended. So I heard a metaphor similar to this one time, and I don't know who the original author is. So I cannot give that person credit. And I do apologize. If you know who the original author is, please let me know. Um, but I'm going to put my own little spin on it and we're going to turn it into a little step queen healing activity for us. Um, I hope you'll play along with us here because it's really powerful. If you've been through uplifted before, then you have participated in this, but you are of course, welcome to participate in it again. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a guided visualization. Okay. Almost like a little meditation. So I want you to go ahead and get comfortable. Um, Somewhere that you can like lean back, close your eyes. Of course, if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> Wait till you're not driving anymore. Um, and I'll just be asking you to close your eyes for just a few minutes and follow along with my voice. So I'll give you a minute to get settled in. Nice and comfy. Get the wiggles out of your body. Yeah. 
Okay. So I'm going to invite you to just go ahead and take a few nice deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Making sure to fill your lungs all the way up. Nice deep breath in and exhale all the way out. And again, in through the nose, nice and deep. And all the way out through the mouth. If you haven't already, then on your next out breath, you can go ahead and close your eyes. Just getting settled into your space. Noticing the weight of the body against the chair. Maybe the weight of your head on your neck. Noticing the temperature of the breath as it comes in through your nose and out through your mouth. And after your next exhale, just allowing the breath to return to normal. Now just go ahead and think back to the times in your life that you've lived through painful experiences. Just allowing whatever is coming up for you to come up, not trying to change these thoughts. Maybe this is all the way back to your childhood, times you were bullied, neglected, times a parent maybe wasn't available for you in the way you needed them to be. Think back to the times in your life that you've been hurt by the people who claimed to love you. by the friends and the lovers who have betrayed you. Maybe to the friends and lovers who you have betrayed. Call to mind the pain that your step family has created for you. Any feelings of inadequacy, of not being a part of their family being lied to or ignored or forgotten, feeling used or manipulated or heartbroken. As you call these memories, just reminding yourself that you are safe here in this moment to explore these. Now imagine that each of those painful memories is a brick or a rock. And each time one of those painful situations has happened to you, you place another brick, another rock into a backpack that you carry with you every single day. How heavy is that backpack? How many bricks, how many rocks do you carry around with you? How heavy is the weight of this pain, the weight that you carry around with you every day? Now bring to mind your happily ever after life. Bring to mind this incredible life that you dream of, 
this life of abundance, of ease and flow and connection and warmth and luxury and safety, intimacy, this life of feeling accepted and important and seen and valuable, where you feel confident and powerful and loved, a life where your home is full of laughter and great conversations around the dinner table with the people in your stepfamily, and peace and calm and love, so much love. That life is right there ahead of you at the top of a tall, tall, tall staircase. And as it stands right now, you're trying to get to the top of that staircase. And every limiting belief that you have, every fear you have about the future adds another stair and another stair and another stair to that staircase. Every, I could never have that or bad things always happen to me or this trust is too far gone to be rebuilt adds another stair to your staircase. Each of these limiting beliefs creates even more distance between where you are and where you want to be. So just imagining that staircase. How long is it for you? How impossible does it feel to get to the top? And especially carrying that big heavy backpack with all your old hurts weighing you down. Now just asking yourself, if I tried really, really, really hard, could I still get to the top of that very long staircase with this very heavy backpack full of rocks and bricks, the weight of all my past pain? Of course you could get there. It just would be a very long, difficult journey. Just taking a moment to visualize the heaviness and the distance, taking a moment to feel into your body. What do you notice? Hopelessness, anger, anxiety. Maybe you feel nothing at all a sign that you have emotionally disconnected from what it is that you really want. Now, what would happen if I helped you begin to take out some of those big, heavy rocks? If I helped you begin to empty out and release all of this pain that you carry around with you? Better yet, what if I just helped you take that backpack off and you just laid that whole backpack down? Wouldn't that very long staircase become so much easier to climb without all that extra weight? Now ask yourself, what would happen if you got rid of your limiting beliefs? These worries about your future, the anxiety of what could go wrong. What would happen if you could shorten that staircase? if you could shorten the distance between where you are and where you want to be? How much easier, 
How much faster could you reach this ideal life that you envision? This ideal life that your limiting beliefs have maybe led you to believe could never happen for you. Just go ahead and imagine yourself placing down the backpack and erasing half those stairs, maybe more. Feel the lightness, feel the spaciousness, feel the hope, the excitement, the trust, knowing that yes, you can have that life. Just allowing yourself to really feel into that space for a moment to be present in those feelings for a moment. To feel into the possibility that you're worthy of releasing all this pain that you carry with you each day. Feeling into the possibility that yes, you can live happily ever after. Whatever that looks like for you. And as we return back to the here and now, just reminding yourself to carry that feeling of lightness and possibility back here with you. And as you again, bring your attention to the breath in through the nose, out through the nose, noticing the weight of your body against the chair. Whenever it feels right to you, you can just go ahead and open your eyes. Just taking a moment to acknowledge the fact that the life you want is just around the corner. So following that, you know, how does everyone feel? Um, You can go ahead and share in the chat uh, what that was like for you. What did you take away? What did you visualize? What did you feel? Was that easy for you, hard for you? What was it like to experience that in in your body? And take off this damn backpack. Excellent. Were you like clear, Monica? Were you clear about um, like what those lumpy rock bricks were in that backpack like were you clear about what those things are that that are that's it's time to let go of yes okay perfect excellent excellent thanks for sharing it was nice i feel like i'm already climbing the staircase but stopping to chuck off some bricks as i go perfect heads up bricks coming off the side Just gonna go poke over in the Facebook group and take a look on the comments over here. I love this visualization, Christy. I love this visualization. Can't believe how much lighter and shorter things seem now compared to the first time. That's so great because you did this the last time. Hey, that's so exciting. Uh, Julia, very emotional. I feel like I would like to redo this a few times. Yeah, totally. It can bring up some stuff for people. That's totally normal. Um, your experience, everyone's experiences are going to look totally different. So if you had a bunch of emotional stuff coming up for you, if you didn't really, there's no wrong way to have experienced this. Um, 
Ashley K. It's hard to see my, see giving myself permission to let go of these feelings. Yeah, that's great. We're going to get into that. Uh, Amparo, I hope you're saying your name, right? It's hard to put down the backpack without hesitation. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? Interesting. Both, uh, both you and Ashley make this observation that we want to cling to the struggle, right? We want to cling to the struggle and we're going to talk about why that is. We're going to talk about that when I talk about this, when I start talking about stories a little bit later on in this workshop, that'll make a lot more sense. Okay. Now, thanks everybody for sharing um, and for participating in that. Um, oh, that's so sweet, Tanya. At this moment, I look into the future of my stepdaughter in six to eight years on her wedding day. I don't want to be in this chaos still. I want to be able to sit with her mom at the wedding shower, happy and as one family for our daughter. I'm working on this on my end. I wish her mom would too for stepdaughter's sake. I totally understand that. And that's a really beautiful visual to work toward. Whew. Okay. Um, so if we kind of recall back to the first workshop about what mindfulness can do for you, what does the research say, right? What do the, what does the research say that mindfulness can do for you? Research has shown that mindfulness results in many, many, many benefits, including enhanced calmness, clarity, and concentration. That's Walsh and Shapiro, 2006. Mindfulness reduces rumination rumination again, as a refresher is repeating these same thought loops over and over and over in your mind. Okay. Also known as what's happening when you're lying awake at night, unable to fall asleep because you're so angry or you're so anxious, or you're replaying a scene that happened earlier that day, that's rumination. Okay. And when rumination is reduced, not only are you less stressed, you also have freed up a lot of your brain space. And when you open up some of that brain space, this results in enhanced working memory availability. Okay. What does that mean? That means higher productivity, better concentration, better focus, AKA better career performance, more business growth, and inevitably more financial success, which is corroborated in a story by Chambers and alumni 2008. Mindfulness makes you more money. Okay. Mindfulness reduces stress, decreases anxiety, decreases depression, reduces negative thinking. It makes us less emotionally reactive. In other words, less likely to yell at our spouses, yell at our stepkids, get angry inside at ourselves, get snappy, have mood swings, get triggered by everything. It makes us more cognitively flexible, right? Mindfulness makes us cognitively flexible, which if you remember from the first workshop, being flexible is the opposite of rigid. And who remembers what being rigid in your thoughts does to your mental health? The rigidity in your thoughts grinds your mental health to a pulp. It shreds it, shrapnels it. Rigidity and mental health do not coexist. They cannot. The more flexible somebody is, the better their relationships tend to be, the happier they are, the healthier they are mentally and physically. We don't have time to keep going into all the benefits of mindfulness because there's so many of them. I'm going to rattle some more off super quick and then we'll move on. Increased relationship satisfaction, better self-reflection, improved morality, better ability to tolerate fear and discomfort, even increased immune functioning. 
Okay. A lower likelihood of getting sick physically. So let me get this straight. Okay. Mindfulness is going to do all of that for me. Plus help me let go of this heavy backpack with all my past hurts. Plus help me get rid of all my worries about the future. Plus help me see my limiting beliefs that are holding me back from happily ever after. Right. Maybe starting to wonder like, why have I not been practicing mindfulness all along? But the fact that you're here right now, listening to my voice means that there's a part of you that knows mindfulness is the answer to any resentment you feel toward your stepkids or their other parent or your spouse, all of the above. You might be even starting to think that mindfulness is your only hope because you've accepted that there's nothing you're going to be able to do to change your spouse or the kids or their other parent. Nothing, not a zilch. Okay. No matter how badly you want to, no matter how many times you threaten to leave, no matter how loudly you yell, no matter how long you give the silent treatment for, there's nothing in this world that you or I can do to change another person. And second of all, because no matter how well-intended you might be, no matter how well-researched you might be, no matter how much evidence you can compile to present to, to support your ideas on parenting or relationships or narcissists or boundaries, no matter how many theories you can come up with for all the ways that people might just hurt you in the future, all that's literally, all that's happening is that you're literally placing your happiness in somebody else's hands and you're waiting for them to do good by you. And I love you so much, but if you won't do what it takes to make yourself feel peaceful and connected and supported, then who will? And I get it. Like stepmomming is so hard without the right support. It's crushingly hard without the right kind of support. And if you're anything like most, then you probably have been trying really, 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 really hard to blend your step family. And that's why I'm so darn excited that a part of you knows that you have finally found the solution. Okay. This is the ticket. This is what we searched to all the ends of the blogs looking for. Okay. Is this mindfulness? Um, I do hope that you've all had a chance to look at, uh, the case studies from some of our sisters inside of the stepmom story, because they're super inspiring, super amazing. If you haven't had a chance to look yet, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the all access page, read the case studies. Those are for our, from our alumni inside of the stepmom story. We've got people from all different backgrounds with all kinds of stepmom problems who have had incredible transformations. And they talk about all of those on that case study page. So if you haven't checked those out yet, please, I invite you to do that. Um, you'll see yourself definitely in those people. Um, and yesterday we hosted a live panel where we had four of our members from inside of the stepmom story, come on and share their stories with you. So that replay is inside of the Facebook group. It's also on the all access page. So if you still need to check it out, then please do so. Um, we heard from Sarah who <laughs> introduces herself as the jealous stepmom. <laughs> she talks about how she used to struggle really bad with um, major jealousy anytime that she had to share her partner with her stepkids, how she was able to overcome that. Um, and then Lindsay, most of you probably have met Lindsay or heard of Lindsay at some point. Uh, Lindsay's Lindsay's big issue is that she always felt unseen and unappreciated in her home. She always felt like kind of an outsider, an observer. I think yesterday in the panel, she said it felt like life was always happening around her. She was just like a spectator in her life. Um, and she had this like constant fear that her fiance was going to leave her. 
So she talks about how she was able to move through that to get to a place where she feels really included in her family and really uh, secure in her relationship, which is a drastic transformation for her. Uh, then we heard from Anne, who says she was like a fish out of water when she met her stepkids. She was like, describes herself as like not the kid person. Like she always says, I didn't babysit when I was growing up. Like, I don't know what to do with kids. They're like, I'm awkward around them. They're not my thing. Right. So she had a really tough time um, bonding with her stepson, but that is no more. They're now, they're now buddies and they have a pretty cool little relationship now. Um, and then Christy, who brought at least me to tears, but probably a whole bunch of other people to tears too, uh, who tells, shares her story about how she took on way more than she was able to, how she was acting as the lawyer between her partner and his ex-wife to try and get their divorce stuff expedited. Um, she had a pretty, she's got a really amazing, powerful story. Um, and she got to a pretty dark place. She talks about how she was about this close to having a, a mental breakdown. She says one piece, I was one grain of sand. <laughs> I think she said yesterday, I was one grain of sand away from having a breakdown. Um, and she's come so far. So you have to watch that panel. I'm going to do it no justice because they are just so amazing, but they've all been able to totally and completely rewrite their stepmom story they've really stepped gracefully into these lives of peace and ease and joy and fulfillment and for some of them that felt like a big stretch right that at one point was like that is a huge stretch maybe it's possible but it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of time but it wasn't it really wasn't a lot of time um I do have to say though like none of them were able to come so far by sitting on the sidelines and being looky-loos right they each made a decision they showed up, they committed to doing things differently because they knew that the way that they had been doing things that wound them up in the uplifted challenge in the first place was not going to get them where they wanted to go. So each of them had their own unique circumstances that they could have used as excuses not to keep doing the work. But rather than making this mistake to of like trying to white knuckle through and maybe there'll be another blog post one day that'll help me. <laughs> They really chose to do things differently and now their relationships and their mental health and their lives have transformed. And it's incredible to see what mindfulness has been able to do for these women in their lives in really short order. So they're amazing. Again, you've got to check out their panels. They're so cool. They're so cool to watch. So what I'm going to do next for you is I'm going to show you the process that all four of these women in the panel and all of the people in our case studies, all of the people inside of the stepmom story, I'm going to take you through the exact process that I use to guide my clients inside of the stepmom story to get really amazing transformations like our friends whose stories you heard yesterday during the panel. So this is the exact system that I've created after almost eight years as a stepmom walking through damn hellfire <laughs> and mentoring stepmoms from every corner of the world. So this is the system that I teach in depth inside of your stepmom story. And it's going to help you cultivate mindfulness in a way that's really specific to stepmoms and really specific to the complexity of step family dynamics. Okay. It's not like about sitting and meditating for 10 minutes a day. Okay. That's, that's not, that could be a part of it, but that's not what it is. All right. 
Um, so this method is the how. There have been questions in the group of like, okay, how am I supposed to do X, Y, and Z? Okay, like, am I just supposed to leave dangerous things laying around on the floors for my kids to choke on? If we can't have rules, then, right? Which I get, we think like, oh, there's not supposed to be any rules. What am I supposed to do? Just stop caring about everything? I can't do that, right? Of course we can't. Of course there's gotta be rules. Of course we still have households to run. I get that, right? So this is the piece now that we've realized like how much of our stress comes from remembering the past and predicting the future, how much of our stress comes from judging other people, how much of our stress comes from our limiting beliefs. Now that we know this piece, now it's time to get into the how, okay? This is the how we're going to set our step families up. This is the how you're going to cultivate mindfulness in a way that is going to give you your happily ever after on a silver platter. Okay. So um, for those of you who have been saying like, okay, just give me the how, like, give me the steps. <laughs> I hear this all the time. Just tell me the steps and I'll follow them. Like, give me the, give me the steps and I'll follow them. I'll do whatever you say. Here we go. Um, funny enough, this method that I've developed is called the steps method. Okay. The steps to blending, the steps to peace, the steps to mindfulness as a stepmom, the steps to step families. So, so many people, I cannot tell you how many women over the years have said, like, just give me the steps. I'm desperate. So that's part of why it's called the steps because you ask, ask and you shall receive. Okay. Um, and again, I, like, I know I said this at the beginning, but I really do want to acknowledge you for being here right now, listening to this. Like I said, there was well, well over a thousand women who signed up for this. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I asked that entry, I ask if you're not part of the Facebook group, then you wouldn't know this, but if you are part of the Facebook group, you know, this, I ask a question before people come into the Facebook group of, you know, what do you imagine life is going to look like for you in a year? If things don't change in your relationship, what do you imagine a year from now will look like? And 90% of those answers are either divorce or mental breakdown. <laughs> the second question I ask before people get into the Facebook group is what is it costing you or what has it cost you so far to be living your life as a stepmom without adequate support? And we have everything on there from like, mental health, physical health. I don't know who I am anymore, right? I've lost my identity. I'm losing my relationships. I'm not close with my friends and family anymore because they're so exhausted of hearing about all this drama all the time. Or I'm just like, don't have the capacity to entertain relationships. The cost of a divorce, which we know on average is $15,000. And so many people, you know, so many people have acknowledged how bad things are going to get in a year. So many people have acknowledged all of the, this huge price that they've paid so far not to have adequate support when it comes to stepmoming, but also are not prepared to show up and do the work that it takes to get out of that situation as evidenced by the attendance right now. Right. So I like when I acknowledge you for actually being here, it's because I see it so often where people are like desperate for help, but are not doing anything to change it. There's so few stepmoms who actually walk the talk and actually do what's necessary to make their lives feel amazing. Everybody wants change. 
but nobody wants to be the person who does the changing. And unfortunately, you know, for those people whose reasons and limiting beliefs are getting in their way, they're really at risk of getting lumped in with this yucky statistic of two and three step families that fail. And so like, I, that is unfortunate. My heart does go out to those who have dropped out because they're really gambling with their happiness and their futures. Um, it's unfortunate that so many people have come to me and will come to me in tears asking for my help and then not take it. Not even just mine, anyone's, right? Anyone's help. But nothing breaks my heart more than when I'm like throwing out life rafts by the thousands and people choose not to accept, right? And then they send me a message six months later and say they're getting a divorce. Like, and they wish I, I wish I could have gone back in time and done it then, right? I hate, I, it, it kills me. It kills me to see it. So nothing kills me more than like watching people cling on to these really short-sighted excuses. Like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. Like I've got so much on my plate already. How am I supposed to add something else? limiting beliefs, right? And so these short-term limiting beliefs keep people from investing into their futures and having long-term payoffs. And it's heartbreaking to me because happily ever after doesn't happen by chance. It happens because of a continued series of decisions to lean into uncomfortable, vulnerable places instead of run away or numb out from them. Happily ever after happens when you practice mindfulness every day. It happens when you shift your life to see that you can work from possibility all of the time. Happily ever after is not a destination. It's not somewhere that you just get one day. It's a verb. It's an action. You don't just arrive there. You never get there. You have to keep moving there, <laughs> especially when it's messy, especially when it's hard. So you sitting here right now, because you are staring at this screen, watching this, that says to me that you're the type of person who is committed to making the choices that support you and support your future. That says to me that you are one of the few who can actually make it because your determination is stronger than your excuses. Because you acknowledge that your possibility is more important to you than your limiting beliefs are. And the fact that you're watching this right now, the fact that you're listening to this right now means that you are choosing happily ever after as a verb, as an action that you're prepared to take. And that's really worth acknowledging. And I cannot acknowledge that enough. And I cannot celebrate you enough for that. So pat yourselves on the back, give yourselves a little, yay me, because you deserve it. Okay. Um, so this piece that most stepmoms are looking for is in the steps and the steps require action, right? Like you can't climb steps without climbing. The steps are an action word, <laughs> word. The steps are the how, the steps are the recipe. Okay. But you know, also the thing about a recipe is that it's useless. If you just collect ingredients, you have to collect the ingredients. You have to mix them together. You have to put them in the oven. A recipe is useless without action. And if you're wondering why I waited until like the very last minute to give you the steps, it's because this type of work is only meant for a very specific type of person. I didn't start out giving the steps in workshop one, because this is only for stepmoms who have shown me that they are committed enough to be sticking around right now. 
So if you're still watching this right now, then you are one of the committed ones. The people who are, have dropped out are not ready for the steps and that's okay. Maybe they will be one day, but you are right now. So that's why I waited until right now to give it to you. So think of the steps like a new practice of yours. The more you practice, the more second nature it'll become. It's like playing the piano or swimming or learning a new language. At first, it's going to be clunky and it's going to be awkward and it's going to feel uncomfortable and weird. But each day that you practice it, even just a little tiny bit, maybe you bungle it up, you'll come back to your teacher, learn a little bit from the imperfections. Practice makes progress, right? So really give yourself the gift of releasing yourself from any unrealistic expectations you might have of getting this perfect instantly of getting this nailed down by the end of this series, because plain and simple, it's going to take practice and what a beautiful gift that you're giving yourself, right? Like what an absolute gift that you're offering yourself this time and this space and this practice. So, um, you know, inside your step mom story, um, our community practices the steps with each other all the time. They've got this like really beautiful community wrapped around them as they stumble and fall through the steps and they come back knowing that our community is always there for more support and more guidance. So when I designed the Stepmom Story program, I decided that once you join the story, you're in the story for life. It was super important for me that our members know that whether you're navigating another custody battle or the first day of kindergarten or the addition of a new baby or wedding showers, that you're always going to be supported, right? That you're always going to have somewhere to practice these steps, to lean into, to have someone wrap around you. So like I said, you know, happily ever after is not a destination. Life's always going to change. Circumstances are always going to change. The ex-wife will move next door, right, Christy? That's why it's no good for me to say to you, like, this is how you solve this specific problem. Oh, you've got a problem with how pickups and drop-offs are done? Here, this is how to fix that. Because as soon as that is fixed, another problem is going to pop up. Now that thing that we just did together was, there's, it's, what's the point, right? I'm sure you've all heard the saying, like, if you give a man to fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he'll eat for his whole life, woman. So this whole series has been designed, especially the steps to teach you how to fish, to teach you how to stand on your own two legs, to teach you how to figure things out and then lean into a community when you need some support. So you can apply these steps. You know, one of my favorite things about the steps is that you can apply it to any and every single problem that ever pops up in your step family. From right here, right now, in this moment to like 20 or 30 years in the future. And that's really cool if you ask me to have such a universal tool, set of tools to use. So get your fishing rods because we're going we're gonna to learn now. So this is what STEPS stands for. Okay, I'm going to tell you quickly what the STEPS stands for. And then I'm going to explain each of them in more depth for you and explain how you can apply them to your life. So the STEPS is the step queen signature method to help stepmoms cultivate and embody mindfulness. And this is what it stands for. Okay? The S in steps stands for stories. T is for thought management. The E, emotional freedom. P for presence. 
And the last S in steps is for step family strategies. So stories, thought management, emotional freedom, presence, and step family strategies. So the first S for stories, this is the foundational principle that your stepmom story is built on. And it's the fact that every single person on this planet creates stories about their life and creates stories about their circumstances. This is just because of the way that our brains are wired so that they can process information so that we understand them. So our brain is wired in a way that we think in terms of stories. So being able to create these stories is really what separates human beings from the rest of the animal kingdom. And in the simplest explanation possible, every second, your brain is taking in all kinds of information from around you. So if you think of your brain like a computer and your senses are what feed data to your brain, your brain processes that data. And then your mind comes up with a story to explain to you what you're sensing. And it's in those story creations that we have our judgments formed, that we start remembering things from the past, that we start predicting things about the future, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I want you to think of that scene in The Little Mermaid when Ariel swims up to the surface to bring the fork and she asks Scuttle the seagull, like, what's this thing? And Scuttle's like, oh, that's a dinglehopper, right? So your eyes and my eyes and Ariel's eyes and Scuttle's eyes all take in the same sensory information about what the fork looks like. To us, our story is that it's called a fork. To Ariel and Scuttle, it's called a dinglehopper. Same information, same data, different story, okay? So stories are great. Our minds are amazing. But your mind is also the part of you that keeps reminding you of all the shit that's happened in the past and that keeps trying to predict the future. Okay. Past and future are stories. Limiting beliefs are stories. Judgments are stories. So every time that you form an opinion about something, it's because your brain has collected data and then your mind has created a story and it's not good or bad. It just is the way that it is. Okay. Everybody's brains create stories, but the problem with stories is that most people have never learned that it's in the creation of these stories and in the differences between people's stories is that's where conflict comes from. So this is why, for example, your spouse thinks it's perfectly reasonable for you to add pickups and drop-offs to your already crammed schedule but you think that adding another task to your to-do list is absolutely absurd. And why doesn't their mother do something for once, right? The data is the same, but the interpretation of the story is different. Forks and dinglehoppers. So when you change your story, you change your life. When you learn how to tell yourself a new story, you inevitably have a new ending that is created. Stepmoms get so stuck in their stories. They get so dang stuck in their stories. Their stories about the child support, their stories about the ex, their stories about the kids, their stories about the firsts. 
And they tell those stories over and over and over again until those stories come true for them. But what happens when you tell the story, my life has infinite possibility. What happens when you tell the story, yes, we can blend and we will blend. What happens when you tell the story, I'm loved, I'm lovable, I'm loving. Change your story, change your life. Okay. I need to take a quick pause because my child is homesick today and he needs me. So I'm going to be two shakes. I'll be 45 seconds. Thanks for the intermission, everyone. Okay. Thanks y'all back. Um, so the T in the steps, Oh, puppy. Hi, puppy. <laughs> um, what's your puppy's name? <laughs> okay. T in the steps is for thought management in order to create your happily ever after. It's going to be really imperative that you gain a new understanding about the thoughts that you think and the ways that those thoughts are affecting your life. So this is not the same. I repeat, this is not the same as positive thinking. Just think positive. Okay. Just think positive when you're dying inside. It's actually like an avoidance strategy and it's actually rooted in a limiting belief, but that's going to be a story for another day. Part of changing your story is getting a different perspective about the thoughts that you think every day. So mindfulness helps you discover a new way to understand what your thoughts are all about. Again, like here's rumination that we're talking about, but who's ever found themselves thinking the same thought over and over and over and over and over again on a loop, right? Who's found themselves like ruminating about their spouse's ex, ruminating about their stepkids. You just get like trapped in this thought loop and you know you're trapped in it, right? You're like, stop, like, just stop, leave me alone. <laughs> me, right? So developing a different relationship for your thought with your thoughts is really a critical component to mindfulness. And therefore it's not negotiable for stepmoms who want to thrive. Other people, other people who are non-stepmoms, they've got wild thoughts too. But stepmoms' thought patterns tend to be really intense just because of the nature of the types of relationships that we have in our lives. And it's the nature of those relationships the type of relationships specifically, right? Relationships that have to do with a partner's past lover and a family that our partner had before us, that these relationships are like inherently threatening to us. So we're going to think about them more. We're like, uh oh, red alert, red alert, something's wrong. We think about them all of the time because our brain is trying to keep us alive and trying to keep us safe. So this is why if you're like, why can't I just stop thinking about this? It's because your brain thinks that there's danger. 
talk a lot about the brain inside of the stepmom story. Okay. So you've probably started to realize, you know, how important it is to think thoughts that are mindful. And if you want to go a layer deeper so that you can create the life you want, then you might also want to discover why do you have the thoughts that you do? Why do you create the stories that you create? So if you remember how we talked about the bricks and the rocks at the beginning of this session, the big heavy backpack, the thoughts that stepmoms have about the way their stepkids should be raised, for example, where did those thoughts come from? Our childhood, yeah. The way you were raised yourself. So from the time that you were a very small girl, you've been fed information about what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, what is fair, what is unfair. And those experiences have given you the lens that you see the world through today. But this, if you've been paying attention over the past couple workshops, this is also known as what? Judgment. It's judgment. And unfortunate, and judgment, you know, judgment is just judgment. You don't have to say it's bad or good. Judgment is just judgment. Just sometimes it makes us not feel awesome, right? So unfortunately, most people don't ever stop to take a look at the lens that they're seeing the world through. Most people don't stop to recognize how old patterns and old hurts and old beliefs are sabotaging the life that they have today and sabotaging the good things that they could have in the future. This is one of the biggest sources of conflict in step families is this rigidity, this thought that there's only one correct way to do things. And that's why it's critical that you examine your thoughts to discover what were you taught about the world? What kind of stress is that creating for you now? So you can get rid of that stress and get into peace. Every stepmom I've ever met has said to me, I just want to feel at peace. <laughs> I just want to feel peaceful. Who wants more peace, right? Like I know I do. Peace is built and destroyed by your thoughts. So inevitably, as you go through this work, and just simply because you're a stepmom, you're going to have some feelings come up for you that you're going to be like, okay, what do I do with this? Like, hold on here. Just one or two feelings that are going to be uncomfortable, right? So that's why the third component of the steps method, E, is emotional freedom. So encompassed in developing emotional freedom and emotional intelligence and healthy emotional processing is understanding what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? And what can I do about it? How can I solve this in a way that's mindful, that's aligned with my core values, with who I am at the core of my being, with what I believe in? How can I really hear what the signal of my body, aka my feelings are telling me because they're information? How can I honor those feelings and choose to live my life in a way that feels really good? The emotional freedom piece also encompasses things like building and developing self-esteem and self-love, building up self-worth that so many of us have just felt 
completely fall through the floor when we became stepmoms, maybe even long before that. And really the most beautiful part about getting up close and personal with your emotions is that you get to discover who you really are so that you don't feel obligated to make decisions in your step family that betray that. How many of you have ever made decisions for your step family that make you feel like shit, but you do them because you think it'll make everybody else happy? Right. So when we wake up one day and we look in the mirror and we're like, who am I? If you've ever had this thought, like, I don't know who I am anymore. I've been giving so much of myself to everybody else. I don't know who I am anymore. Then this emotional freedom piece is going to be so transformative and so healing for you. Following the E in steps is P for presence, not gifts, not the same as gifts, not that kind of present presence in the present moment, um, which is made up of mindfulness principles that we've explored over the past couple of weeks together, but even deeper. So you'll need to find out like, what are you holding on to about the past? What are you afraid of happening in the future? But most importantly, why? Okay. Why? What is at the root of that? What's really happening deep down inside of you when these hard situations come up in your step family? What are the deep-rooted reasons that you actually find it hard to bond with your stepkids? What are the deep-rooted reasons that you actually feel insecure or inadequate or fearful about your partner's first life? What are the deep-rooted reasons that you say yes when you want to say no? What is the root cause of your triggers? Triggers send us spiraling out of control, replaying the past, predicting the future. So once you understand where your triggers come from, once you understand what about the past is triggering you right now, what needs to be healed so that you can actually live a life where you feel peaceful and free and loved and loving. Once you understand where these triggers come from, you no longer have to be at the mercy of other people. Like, can you hear how exciting this is? Once you understand your triggers, you never have to be at the mercy of other people's BS ever effing again. That is a big deal. That is a big, 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 big deal. And don't you deserve that? Like, don't you deserve a life where you and only you get to decide how you feel in this exact moment right here, right now, you and only you are responsible for how you feel. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Other people don't get to decide how you feel. Like, why do we as stepmoms who are convinced that our stepkids or our in-laws or our partner's ex hate us, why do we give people who hate us the power to decide how we feel? It doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing this? They don't even like us. Why do they get to decide how I feel about myself? No more. Uh-uh. Not happening. Not okay. Done. So cultivating presence, being in the here and now, being unfazed by other people's nonsense. Boom. Peace. Boom. Intimacy. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. And finally, once that's all cleared away, once that is all done, now it's finally time to bring in the step family component. 
So the final step in steps is probably what most of you came here in search of. Most of you probably didn't tell me or expect me to tell you that you had a little bit of work to do before you should try setting out to solve your step family problems. I didn't look for that, right? When I started looking for answers, that's not the path I was looking down for sure. But also remember in the first workshop, when I talked about how, when I first started counseling stepmoms, my clients weren't having the breakthroughs that they wanted. And I felt like I was like failing them. That's because we just launched right into this final S. We just got right into trying to fix the step family. Yes, the step family piece is like super duper important. But it's not the first piece of the puzzle that we lay down. And I'm going to wager a bet that a lot of you have tried just to get right into the step family stuff right into setting up the rules, right into altering the custody arrangement, right into setting the boundaries with the ex, right? But it hasn't worked out. If it worked out, you wouldn't be here. The rules you want to see implemented, the boundaries, the bedtimes, the divisions of labor, when the phone calls should be allowed, holiday schedules, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When stepmoms come in, since we don't have all this history with the kids or with the ex, we immediately like attune to all the problems, right? We just see them. We have like a radar for them. We're like, what the <laughs> so, but have you ever worked in an office or at a workplace where they hire this new person and the person comes in guns a blazing. They want to switch everything around because that's what we're supposed to do. Right? Like, fuck off, Fred. Like, I like the coffee pot right there. And no, I'm not going to tie my bathroom breaks. You just got here. Like, get out of here. So I'm not saying you're not allowed to want things to change. You are. You absolutely totally are. All I'm saying is that it cannot be the first step. And if you're being met by resistance from your spouse or the kids, or the other parent, then you have skipped steps. And that's okay. You didn't know. You've been lied to. It's not your fault. We're told, set your step family up. Rescue those people, right? Don't let it break again. Don't let it break again, right? And we are doing it from a place of love because we think it's what what we should be doing as women is creating homes. But we can't, we cannot skip to that step last that step is last for a reason so you didn't know there was groundwork to be done first I can totally see that you had good intentions I honor you for that and the earlier that you lean into mindfulness principles the quicker you can get to the step family stuff the quicker you can get the barbie shoes off your stairs (laughs) so if you're like most of the stepmoms who work with me Then you might notice that you organically begin asking yourself the questions like, how can I start to like, okay, I see where I've done wrong, right? How can I start to mend these relationships that I've got with my stepkids or what boundaries do I need to put in place that supports me and my interests and this ideal life I have at the top of my staircase, That's when it's time to start taking a look at, you know, how can I intentionally bring more intimacy into my marriage in a way that sets us up for the long term? How can we begin to repair the damage that's been done 
to our attachment over the years, either because of all the times I pretended I was okay when I wasn't, or all the times I picked fights with my spouse because I didn't have emotional freedom and I didn't know how to process what was happening. And the only thing I knew to do was fight with my spouse. This is when it's time after we move through the first step. This is when it's time to start looking at things like how do we divide household responsibilities more fairly? What about discipline? What about consequences? What about an ours baby or a dream home or whatever that next milestone is for you? The key to a peaceful blend is healthy relationships where people are getting their needs met. And it's probably nearly impossible to have healthy relationships without mindfulness, without understanding not just your thoughts, but other people's thoughts without them having to explain them to you. And without understanding your feelings and what to do with them. Mindful relationships are happy relationships. Mindful stepmoms are happy stepmoms. Mindful stepmom or mindful stepfamilies are peaceful stepfamilies. And those are the steps to get there. Works every time. Everything that you're searching for, it's already inside of you. It's waiting for you to see it, to acknowledge it, to heal it, to release it. The only thing that's left for you to do is to trust that voice inside of you that's telling you that the creation of your happily ever after begins right now with the steps to cultivate mindfulness as a stem And that just because this is an inside job doesn't mean you have to struggle through it on your own. One of the reasons I encourage you to watch these workshops over again, front to back is because your subconscious mind is filtering things out all the time. It's saying, oh, this doesn't fit my narrative of what I believe is true, right? This isn't relevant to us. And it's going to go in one ear and out the other. And what happens is that unbeknownst to you, your subconscious mind is picking things out that it believes to be true. And then everything that's attached to a limiting belief, it says, well, this doesn't apply to us. So we're not going to use it. Okay. And it just goes out the other ear. So this is why, you know, if you've ever read books on mindfulness or read a bunch of blog posts or books about step families or listen to podcasts or whatever, if you've tried to help yourself in the past, which I believe that you have because you found your way here, if you've tried to do it on your own in the past and you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for, it's because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what your limiting beliefs are. You don't know how your limiting beliefs are preventing you from seeing the hopefulness (laughs) and your stories, your thoughts, your emotions are so much a part of who you are that folks can be blind to the way that they sabotage themselves without even realizing it. Your whole identity as a person is built on stories. So it can be really like, kind of like dysregulating almost to be challenging these stories about everything you believe to be true about the world. But that's why, even though I live and I breathe this stuff, I have a mentor myself. I always will have a mentor, cold eyes, fresh eyes, because I am continuously focused on growing in my life and I can't grow if I stay where I'm at. And I'm the person who got me here in the first place. So how can I get me anywhere else? I I drove the bus here. Like This is what I did. I need someone else to be like, okay, right. This is your blind spot. You can't see this. You're too close to it. This is who you are. Um, someone actually posted in the group and said that 
when I was reading through the examples of limiting beliefs in the second workshop, she said that she could identify that she's got limiting beliefs, but she couldn't come up with any of her own limiting beliefs, like on her own. Ironically, that in itself is a limiting belief, right? And that's okay. I'm really glad that this was posted because it goes to show that we have a really hard time seeing where specifically we're holding our own selves back. So this is why a lot of stepmoms who try to figure it out on their own feel like they're just spinning their wheels. And no matter how many books, how many blog posts, how many podcasts they consume, they don't make any progress. There's a difference between cognitively understanding something and actually knowing it actually embodying it. If I read the best book that was ever written about swimming and I watched 10 million hours of YouTube videos about swimming techniques and I knew every fact about swimming and every Olympic medalist from swimming, does that mean I know how to swim? No. I might understand what swimming is, but if I want to know how to swim, if I want to be a swimmer, then I'm going to need a coach. I'm going to need an instructor. I'm going to need someone who spent their life in the water and I'm going to need to get in the damn pool. So really, you know, I'm leaving you here with two choices because everything in life is a choice. You can carry on with the way that things have been going or you can commit to doing things differently. And I know that change is scary. I understand that it's like scary to take responsibility for your life and decide that you and only you have the power to make yourself happy. I've still to this day fight that battle with myself, right? Where my happiness is my own responsibility, not my husband's, not my kids. But for all the times that I made the excuses of not having enough time or not having enough money or not having enough energy after everything I was putting into my step family, my life just kept unraveling. Till I found myself screaming in my husband's face that I wanted a divorce. And when it really came down to it, you know, I was making excuses because I didn't believe I was worthy of happiness. I didn't believe I would deserve to have a good marriage. I didn't believe that that was the kind of life I was ever going to have. I wanted somebody to save me. I wanted somebody else to do the work because doing the work is hard and expecting other people to change is easy. And when they don't change, then I get to blame them for why I'm not happy. But I wasn't happy. How could I be happy? I didn't even want good things for myself. And that's why I sabotage myself with like lies of not having enough time, not having enough money, not having enough energy. And I thank my lucky stars that my husband said those words to me that really got me. The reason I'm sitting here right now is because my husband said that sentence to me. Wherever you go, you'll be there. Wherever you go, you'll be there. Like I think back before I started working with my first mentor, um, I didn't have the money to work with them. I was on maternity leave uh, with my first son, Rory. Um, I didn't have the money like sitting in a piggy bank. It was $5,000 to work with this person. I didn't have $5,000 sitting in a piggy bank on my dresser. So my first instinct was to say like, I just don't have the money. But I was desperate for change. And it was either find $5,000 for this mentor now or find 20 grand for a divorce later and figure out how to double my income again so that I can afford to live on my own again. So I canceled my cable, I canceled my cell phone, I cut our grocery spending and I made it happen. 
And if it was not for that mentor, I would not have started Steph Queen. I would not be sitting here right now talking to you. If I told myself the lie, like, I don't have the money, I would have given up. Steph Queen wouldn't exist. This business would not exist. I would not have been able to help thousands of stepmoms from every continent over the last three years. My marriage would have failed. I would have wound up emotionally and mentally and physically and spiritually bankrupt. All because of a lie that I mistakenly believed was true. And because I chose to believe in that possibility of a different life, rather than resigning myself to my current circumstances, I became able to create a pretty cool way of living. And now it's your turn. Now you get to dream into your possibilities. Now you get to create your possibilities. And how incredible is that? Because you can, you already are, you're already doing it. So trust yourself, trust the process. You can do this. I know that we've covered so much over the last three workshops. Um, Again, I'm super proud of you. Monica, how do we help our partners come to some of these realizations? I want you to watch the panel from yesterday and see there's a question that gets asked, like if you don't have time for the whole thing, there's a question that gets asked at like the very end that all the girls talk about all of this. We all have a story about this. We all have a story about, about this. Yeah. So watch that. It'll be better that way than if I try and I won't do it any justice if I do it this way, because it's a great question. We all wonder it. Like what happens if I like... I'm growing, I'm changing, like I'm evolving and my partner's stuck in their shit. Like, how do I help them? How do I save them? Or they're driving me crazy. Cause like, come on. Right. Okay. Get off the wheel, Gina. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, if you haven't watched the panel from yesterday, you must. Um, so we're going to wrap up. Um, again, I'm, I want to tell you how proud of you I am. Um, this speaks volumes to me about how committed that you are to the rest of your life. Um, I acknowledge you. I see you for that. This replay, um, as well as the replays from workshops one and two are going to be up on the all access page for about another week, as well as the panel replay. So please go through them again so that your filter, now that you're aware of your limiting beliefs, your filter is going to let some new information through. Today's workshop was all about uh, helping you to identify the pain that you carry within you, right? This heavy backpack of yours, how long your staircase is to your ideal life. That seems like maybe it's only possible in a dream. Um, And I showed you that when you put that backpack down, when you harness the power of mindfulness, you can release your worries about the future, release your judgments of yourself and other people and live happily ever after. And then I taught you the how, okay? How exactly, what's the process that you can follow so you can embody these mindfulness principles of mindfulness as a stepmom by developing a new relationship with the thoughts that you think, uncovering the deep-rooted reasons behind why you think the way that you do, why you tell the stories that you tell. Once you've got a good handle on that, then you create a new lens to see the world with one that embodies your values, one that feels hopeful, one that feels aligned, one that helps you heal your relationship with yourself, with other people, cultivate self-esteem, cultivate self-love, which self-love and self-esteem take a real beating when you're a stepmom, right? So after that groundwork has been laid, then it's finally time to start taking a look at the dynamics of your stepfamily. 
then it's time to start looking deeper at the dynamics of those deaf family relationships, at where and why we're getting triggered, how to deal with that in a way that aligns with our values, that leaves your self-esteem intact, that doesn't end up with you feeling shameful about how you reacted, how to cultivate trust, how to cultivate, cultivate intimacy in your relationship and your partnership, how to set and enforce boundaries that protect you how to love yourself enough to create this life that you know you deserve. And that's that. That's the journey in a nutshell. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Not for your spouse, not just for your kids. The best thing you'll ever do for yourself. Hand to God. And you don't have to take my word for it. Like let your new amazing little life do the talking for you. So in just a few days, I'm going to be opening up enrollment to your stepmom story, which is my flagship program, my community program. I talk about all of the time. Uh, we love it in there so much in the stepmom story. We really fully embody mindfulness principles and this healing process that's contained within the steps. So not only do we have the best community, best stepmom community in the whole wide world, um, we're basically like a sisterhood to be honest, but you know, that community is offers 24 seven support. We've got 12 core chapters in there that break down the steps, like even more granular. You get to work through that at your own pace. Once you're in, you're in for life. Uh, we meet twice a month on zoom, one for a coaching call, one for a group, uh, a guest expert call. So as no matter what you're going through in your step family, no matter what season you're in, in your step family, there's always support. There's ongoing support forever and ever and ever. Amen. Um, and probably one of my favorite things about the program is that once you join, you're in for life. So it's not like a gym membership where you have to keep paying to stay in. You pay once you're paid, you're in forever. So after you sign up, you know, you're welcomed into our community, which you get to remain a part of for all of your toughest and all of your happiest stepmom moments from here on out. Um, yeah. And this is probably cherry on top is that once you join, you also get a ticket for our step queen retreat, which is the only step mom retreat that there is. And you cannot come on the step queen retreat unless you are a member of the story, because once you get inside, you will understand why. <laughs> So uh, just a few days, Monday, I'll be opening up the doors for Stepmom Story Enrollment. Uh, we're getting really excited to welcome our newest members in. This program will change your life like it's been changing the lives of stepmoms from all over the world. I do have a wait list ready to go. So if you're interested in knowing more about this, um, if you're interested in completely changing your life with the support of me and your new stepmom sisters, your new stepmom story, I'm going to invite you to get on the wait list now. Um, you can find the link to get on the waitlist on the all access page. And all it means if you join the waitlist is that you're committed to your happily ever after, and you want to be the first to know when more details about the story are made available publicly. Also by joining the waitlist, you're like one of the first to know when the doors open. And when you go to the all access page and get on the waitlist, I want you to send me either a DM on Instagram or a message on messenger and let me know that you're on so that we can chat about it. Um, where's the retreat? Laura, because we have international students, the retreats rotate. Blovids kind of put a wrench in things. So 
it'll be in Canada this year, but we will be rotating through so that everyone doesn't have to travel super duper far unless they want to. So, but once you're in, you have a standing invitation to all of the retreats all of the time. And just if like we're in South Africa visiting Nikki for our retreat one year and you can't come and it's your first year in, you can use your ticket. You don't have to like, just because you don't come that year doesn't mean you use your ticket up. You can use it on, you can cash it in whenever you want to. So you don't have to like feel urgent to, to make it in. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, what's the duration of the seven story courses, like of the modules inside of the program? Is that what you mean? <laughs> we will, Nikki. We will one day. Total, all of the details of the program, like all of the nitty gritty breakdowns are going to be made available on Monday. Yeah. It's like a total, it's self-paced. So you can do it in chunks as you need to. Once you're the duration of the program is lifetime. So when you're in, you're in forever. You have a whole your whole life to work through the, the modules if you want to. And it's all self-paced. The only thing you would be like showing up for live um, is our coaching calls. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else is self-paced. But all those details will be made available for you on Monday. Um, yeah. So if you get on the wait list, send me a message on Facebook or a DM on Instagram so we can talk about it so I know to watch for your name. And just a reminder, this group, our Facebook group, and these workshops are going to be not available anymore at the end of the month so that I can give my full attention to all of our new sisters and all of our existing sisters inside of the stepmom story. I hope to see you in there. Um, I know that a lot of you have said that this is kind of the first group that you've ever felt safe in or the first group you've ever actually even shared in. So all I can say is that if you think that this group is great, you should see what it's like inside of this story. So incredible work here, ladies. I'm super proud of you for being brave and doing something different. Um, I'll see you in the group. Send me a message, send me a DM. I hope we get to welcome you into our sisterhood soon. Here's to your happily ever after. Cheers. Thanks for showing up, ladies.